Are you ready to get started? I'm ready to rock. Wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, God! <laughs> I'm tripping on shit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Social Justice Warrior Sandwich. My name is Peter. I am a cisgendered, straight, white man, and uh, I am your host. With me today, my guest is uh, Becca Brennan, ladies and gentlemen. She is a pinball champion and an intersectional feminist, and she's going to tell us what that means in a little bit. Hey, Becca, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Uh, welcome to my brand new podcast. Thank you. This is very exciting. I'm, I'm proud of you. I thank you very much. So um, basically what I wanted to do in this episode is talk to you and get a, a female's perspective on um, uh, basically like how you felt after what I like to call the incident, which is Election Day 2016. <laughs> now here on Social Justice Warrior Sandwich, we do have a couple of ground rules that we're playing by, at least for now. I don't know. They may change as time goes on, but I don't know if you listened to the first couple episodes. But rule number one is, you know that guy who got the most electoral votes? I do. I do. We don't call him by his name here. All right, that's fine with me. Yeah, it, it takes power away and it helps me deal with the stress of having to speak about him. That's what we say. So we call him Drumpf or you can call him anything like Voldemort or Biff Tannen or um, <laughs> what's the other one I came up with recently? Oh, Lex Luthor. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. I think I have more sympathy for Lex Luthor than I do for... <laughs> Most likely. So basically, what I want to know is I... I, I, this, this guy that got the most electoral votes, I look at the way he speaks and I look at the way he behaves when it comes to women, and my reaction is, ew. Absolutely. So, so is mine. <sighs> right. So, and, and I'm still just trying to wrap my head around why a woman would vote for him. And we do know, like, the statistics came in, overwhelmingly it was white women that voted for him. Yeah, we fucked up. <sighs> Do you have any idea why? Why white women voted for him uh, is, is definitely a tough, tough call. I think something that we're finding out is that a lot more white women went to the polls this year just to wow. support him, which is a problem. I think these are white women who have been around and been thinking this way for a long time thinking that someone like this guy should be in office uh, and thinking that they've had their rights taken away and they need to make America great again for themselves, uh, which is hard to quantify. Uh, something else that I, I tried researching to wrap my head around why this happened, a lot of these people don't believe that he's as sexist and misogynist as we, as we know he is. Uh, they think that uh, these direct quotes we have from him were taken out of context or uh, embellished or exaggerated by the liberal media. Right. And as somebody who has, you know, gone through life dealing with men like this, I know for a fact that it's, you know, not exaggerated and that this kind of attitude and behavior is real. Uh, and there's no reason to think that it's been faked. Right. Uh, but how... Or, sorry. I, I still don't understand why a woman would look at him and and not see that and still and want to vote for him still. 
Is there any explanation for that at all? Sure. I mean, there are, there are women, lots of women who don't think abortion should be legal. And he's put somebody into his vice presidency who is probably going to strip those rights away or try to. Um, so in terms of not only Trump's policies, but the policies of his, thank you. Uh, you're welcome <laughs> of his appointed, you know, staff and, uh, cabinet. Uh, I think these are actually values that a lot of people support. I think they're wrong and I think they're dangerous, but there so, are people who believe that this is a good thing. So be, you, you say it's a lot of it may have had to do with like where some women stand on abortion. They're willing to overlook his, what I perceive to be is pretty goddamn disgusting behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's been really hard for me to quantify, to be right. honest. And it's, it's confusing to me. Um, one of my closest friends, mother's supported and she's a, a brilliant woman she's a doctor she's worked her butt off her whole life to to make a good you know she's a single parent for most of her life and it's been really tough trying to figure out how somebody who i love and respect that much thinks this is a better idea yeah um and i i, I do think there's a lot of media bias on on both sides of it i think that uh republicans and conservatives were sort of goaded into hating Hillary the same way we were kind yeah. of goaded into hating Trump, except that I honestly think that Trump is a worse, far worse for everybody, for, for the, the American middle class, for men, for everybody. I think he's worse for everybody. A lot of people do. And uh, I agree with you. I, 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 I had a question. Is there any sort of val validity to that old cliche that like, you know, women don't like each other, that women uh, sort of uh, look at each other as rivals. And maybe that was a, one of the reasons why people went for a uh, douchebag as opposed to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, um, I what I want to make clear is that the there is a very real problem of, of young girls and grown women competing against each other and seeing each other as adversaries and as people to be crushed and you know, belittled. Uh, Where does that come what, from? Uh, it's the patriarchy entirely. And I, yeah. I don't want to be the kind of person who runs around going patriarchy, patriarchy, but it's true. It's, it's <laughs> the, you know, our society sort of functions to prop up men and prop up women who appeal to men. Uh, right, it's why women right. other women's yeah. appearances because they don't appeal to men in the right way. Uh, you're not attractive to a man, therefore you're not an attractive person. Uh, and that goes for physical looks and it goes for personalities. Mm. Uh, and I think part of the problem is that any woman running for office is going to face this kind of crap from more than one side. You know, if, if Hillary Clinton was a bodacious babe, who some will say she is, and that's great, but right. it, you know, if, she was, if she was this sort of stereotypical, pretty, you know, lady with the tits out, they would have villainized her for that as well. So it, there's, there's no way to be the right kind of woman in the public eye. Right. Uh, and, uh, especially in politics. I wanted to address what you were saying about like why that would cause women to vote against her. I think some women voted against Hillary because of that female competition and that female problem. I watched a video recently where a woman was talking about how uh, women are too emotional to be in office. They're too emotional to be the president. A woman was saying this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a woman who voted for Trump who was saying that she doesn't trust a woman in the White House. Uh, really? And I... I found that fascinating because a lot of these, I keep, I'm sorry, I keep saying his name. Uh, a lot of these Voldemort supporters. <laughs> uh, that that might know, not be accurate. I mean, 
they're, they, you know, they're sort he of may saying, not be as personally as evil as Voldemort. <laughs> That's true. Um, but a lot of his supporters that are, are women are saying that they want to shake up the status quo and they want something new. And I, I can't think of what's more new than a woman in the White House. Right. Uh, instead so, of... I'm sorry. That, that actually... What, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt like Amanda's yeah. or... You're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I have to watch it. I don't know when I'm doing it or when I'm not doing it. I just have a rambling problem and I don't know when to stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, shoot. Now I forget what we were talking about. And now this public service message to our male listeners. Gentlemen, are you confused by today's podcast? You're not alone. Nine out of 10 men have trouble deciphering the actions of the host of this program. What you don't realize is he's not doing anything you're incapable of doing. In fact, you're doing it right now. <laughs> Give up? It's called listening. You know, like you do with your other male friends at the ball game or while standing in a row of urinals. What most men don't realize is we're capable of listening to women too. I know, it sounds ridiculous, especially when she's trying to tell you where she wants you to be three Tuesdays from now, am I right? But trust me, it's 100% possible. Give it a try you may learn something. For more information, visit stfu.org. Um, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I have to watch it. I don't know when I'm doing it or when I'm not doing it. I just have a rambling problem and I don't know when to stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, shoot, now I forget what we were talking about. Oh, that's right. My question was, when Barack Obama was first running, there was a lot of talk about whether or not African-Americans were voting for him simply because... He was black. So is there any validity to people should have voted for Hillary Clinton simply because she was a woman, despite the fact that maybe she was involved in so many scandals and, and has been known to lie and lie and lie about things? Is, right. Do we overlook that and say, because she's a woman, women should have voted for her so that we can break that glass ceiling and get somebody Absolutely in there? And Absolutely not. I, I really, I believe in voting for the candidate that you think is going to do the best job. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I think an important part of both Obama's election and Hillary's candidacy, definitely, yeah, absolutely. And people of color voted for Barack Obama. I can't speak for them, obviously, but I'm sure right. it was great to see somebody who has some sort of understanding of the way you walk through the world, the way you experience life as a person of color. I think it was very important to have that on the stage. And I think it would be important to have a female person in power for that same reason, it shouldn't be the only reason we're voting for somebody. Okay, yeah. I think it's absolutely a very big part of why I voted for Hillary. It was inspiring and exciting to see somebody who was a woman who understands what it's like to be a woman in the world to get up there. Um, but it wasn't the only reason I voted for her. Absolutely not. Okay. What were some of the other reasons? Um, there are a lot oh, of things shit, she could she have done. doesn't have an answer, better. folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have, yeah. I, the thing is, I have a lot of answers. <laughs> I have too many answers. No, I, I voted for her because I, I like that she's fighting for a $15 minimum wage. Uh, mm -hmm. I would like it to be higher. I would mm -hmm. like for her to have taken a bigger stand about that earlier. Um, I like that she won't try and take away access to women's health care uh, and birth control and abortions if necessary. I like that she won't try to dismantle human rights. Uh, for other marginalized groups. And something that I think is important is fighting for a, a base minimum wage does a lot for the middle class that mm -hmm. the conservative right is so concerned about. Um, 
It's, it's not just a fifteen dollar minimum they wage. Pretend for, to be concerned about right, exactly. You know, it's not a fifteen dollar minimum wage just for black people or just for queer people. Right. It would be a fifteen dollar minimum wage. And whenever anybody brings up raising the minimum wage, I get a lot of flack from uh, people on the right who will quote economist after economist who will tell you that this is bad for the economy. And the problem with that is for every economist that says raising the minimum wage is bad for the economy, there's another economist telling you that it's going to be good for the economy. Right. And the problem comes, I think, when we don't try to find a compromise between those two ideas. And I think that that is really where we are right now in America is there's just uh, fuck you, no fuck you, no fuck you, no fuck you. Yeah. There's no middle ground. There's no compromise. There's no nuance in all of our conversations. And I kind of want to use this podcast as a way to at least start that conversation. Obviously, I'm talking to people who think exactly like me at this point, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm, it's, it's hard ahead. because, you know, none of us are, at least I don't think you or I are uh, economists or no. politicians or people who have spent years in, in research or statistics or these kinds of studies. So, we're kind of left to do our best to do our own research and to figure out what really works and what doesn't. And that's, that's a tough place to mm-hmm. be in, especially when you can't really rely on your media anymore to. But give we you also that. go out into the workplace and see people that are working really hard at two, three, sometimes even more jobs and not being able to make ends meet. So somewhere something's got to give, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I honestly don't think that building a wall or taking away a woman's right to choose will accomplish that. No, not at all. Yeah. Fuck that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk to you a little bit about some some of the things that Drumpf has said Mm -hmm. and how a woman reacts to it. For example, on more than one occasion, he called a woman fat or called a woman four out of ten. Or pig. Or a pig, yeah, exactly. So how does that make you feel? As a woman, what, what do you feel when somebody does that? I feel terrible, and I feel incredibly disrespected and mm-hmm. devalued. Uh, right. It's a pretty common tactic when a man is arguing against a woman and feeling threatened to judge her appearance instead of judging her ideas. Right. And while Trump, I think, generally avoided attacking Clinton's appearance, and did focus on attacking her ideas, the fact that he has spent so much of his life, both public and private, judging women based on their appearance is a problem. Right. And it's, it's, it's not uncommon. It's not abnormal behavior. It, you know, this kind of behavior and attitude towards men is not new, or, or from men is not new. Right. It's, it's been going on. People, you know, women and, and people of color and queer people have been dealing with this uh, from white men as as long as this country has existed. And I guess, let me see if I can word this correctly. The fact that he said and did all these things and still managed to uh, be elected was, I mean, the way I saw it was like, it was kind of a bag, o- bag over the head punch in the face to all of us that thought that we were progressing towards uh, a better conversation and a better understanding about these things. And we were going to try and get past it. And this was one of the many, many things that he said and did that when, you know, the next morning when he was still in the running, I was like, what? How is this still happening? How is this um, still happening? Right. I I honestly think that 
a lot of the people who came out to vote for Trump, or Trump, sorry. Yeah, uh, were that's the, all right. I'll bleep it out. It's a curse word on this show. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, there are people who probably hadn't voted much before mm. and were mobilized by this kind of language. Uh, they're sick of being told by us liberal pansies that they can't talk shit about girls anymore. They're sick of being told they can't say faggot anymore. Uh, and they right. think that they're getting their freedom of speech back right. because their president can say these things so they can say these things. Which makes me want to bang my head on my desk. Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things here that a lot of these people that are now saying, oh, it's not going to be so bad or, oh, let's give them a chance or whatever. I, I think they sort of fail to grasp how much power has now been given to men who think this way. Right. And though it may not be like a direct he, – he, Drumpf, may not be directly responsible – but there is the possibility that men now feel like they can act this way because, absolutely, the, and dare I say it, the president of the United States, I hate to say it, can can act and feel this way. And I feel like that's one of the big problems with what just happened. Right. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. And I, I wanted to bring up this sort of, you know, all of these reports of misogynist and racist and homophobic attacks that have been going around. Mm -hmm. Sort of I mentioned that on my last episode, name. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was honestly, I was very, I was shocked. This was, this was happening in such great numbers. And at first I was a little bit skeptical too. I thought this, this has to be exaggerated. This, this must be, you know, embellished or made up or something. This can't be happening in this great volume with this much vitriol. Uh, and then it happened to a friend of mine, a friend of mine, who's really? a, who's a veteran, uh, was get told to a female veteran, uh, a male veteran. Okay. Uh, but he's got dark skin and was in a parking lot and was shouted at to go, go back to Mexico or something uh, by somebody with a, a drum sticker on his car. American born citizen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who fought he like, he's fought for this country. He's been right. to war, you know, uh, but it's, it's scary that it's, it's, you know, these, these used to be sort of privately held beliefs and now they're out in the, in the public, they're out in the open. And I honestly don't, I don't. I can't say that's a good thing. Uh, I would rather that this kind of hatred goes back into its hole and crawls up and dies. And now a word from our sponsor. If you went to the polls and voted for the guy who won, you might suffer from being a douchebag. If you find yourself becoming angry or hostile towards individuals of differing skin color or those gifted with alternate sexuality, we can help. At Douchebags Anonymous, we provide a safe, healthy environment open to anyone who wants to take control and do something about his or her douchebaggery. Douchebags Anonymous is a non-for-profit organization whose only membership requirement is feeling voters' remorse for helping to elect a giant orange asshole. Don't delay. Take your first step by visiting douchebagsanonymous.org. I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that, well, at least now we know who to avoid, which is true sometimes, but... Uh, How do you mean by that? Part, um, especially in, in sort of this Facebook world we've been talking about, you know, everybody's able to mm. sort of block their uh, conservative friends and family or be aware of who's full of this hate and therefore avoid them. Right. Uh, so I, I guess that's a good thing, but I it guess. doesn't really change. <laughs> it, it doesn't, doesn't really change it, how 
how you walk through the world surrounded by strangers, though. And no. for somebody who's presents as female or for somebody who wears a burqa or for somebody who is not white, it, it doesn't change the fact that you're moving through the world as a target to these people. Right. And obviously, regardless of whether or not Drumpf got the most electoral votes, it's not like this stuff would go away if he didn't. Right, exactly. But the problem is that now all of these people that feel this way and saw him and said, well, if he thinks this way, then I can act this way and not be oppressed by it anymore. And they start acting out. This this is the thing that I just that makes me want to throw up. Yeah. And it's it's scary uh, on a bunch of different levels. And it's it's part of why I think what you said in your last episode was really important that it's it's time for real action real tangible participation we can't just yell at each other on facebook and agree exactly with each other. you know that doesn't do anything that doesn't actually change what's happening out in the world right and a, f- a friend of mine who i hope to have on as a guest um eventually recently was was talking to me about you know the fact that um for the most part i guess you know conservatives are heavily heavily involved in local government you know, from start to finish, they will go out on a day when we don't even know there's an election and vote for dog catcher and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, of yep. course, you know, generally speaking, turn around and complain about the government. But, you know, and I've my feeling, my perception, I could be completely wrong, is that as progressive liberals, we are we are a, a very diverse group of people who all sort of go off and do our own thing and sort of say, all right, you you go be you. Right. And we sort of expect that somehow, because there's millions of us off being you, that when it comes time for like elections and government and stuff like that, that we'll all all suddenly come together and and beat, you know, this oppression and this hatred. But personally, I think it's time we sort of took it a step further. There needs to be sort of this, I shouldn't say brotherhood, obviously. What's what's another word? Like a familyhood. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Good, is a good word for it uh and yeah uh community i think community is, right is, is is where it should be and i think it's it's especially important for white people for straight cisgender white people to do this mm-hmm. um, like me because yeah exactly uh and sort of me i'm close enough uh <laughs> <laughs> and um for those who are listening I'm, I'm bisexual so sort of queer but i read as straight so it's you know, kind of a moot point. Uh, you read as straight? What does that mean? Like, I'm, I'm perceived as straight. I I tend to mostly date men. So oh, I, okay. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seen from the outside as Folks, generally... Folks, if you could see your haircut and shirt, you wouldn't believe that, right? <laughs> I have been embracing my inner butch recently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get all about it. Um, but it's. I think it's especially important for us because... I understand when when people of color and other marginalized groups don't participate. I think it's they they've tried participating for a very long time. You know, the civil rights movement was a good example of participation mm-hmm. and trying and getting shit changed, but even the civil rights movement didn't end this terrible culture of racism in our country. It just Obviously moved not. it into a different sphere. You know, now instead of you know, instead of slavery and instead of disenfranchisement, now it's uh, the prison industrial complex. The what? Destroyed. Oh, the prison industrial complex. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so a, there's a subject, a whole other subject for a whole other episode, yeah. most likely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I, I don't, I don't blame people who have stepped back from participation for those reasons mm. because they have been failed so often. 
Um, but because they've been failed so often and have been ignored and abused for so long, it's up to the people who already have this power to direct it where it's most needed. Uh, so those of us like you and me who are white and, and cis and basically straight and all that uh, should be amplifying those voices of the marginalized people and, and supporting them in, in the ways that we can, you know, financially with our votes, et cetera. I agree. Now, before I started hitting record on this podcast, you were talking to me about my first two episodes and about how they kind of sounded like an echo chamber. Yeah. Was that because it was two straight white guys talking to each other? Is that why? Or uh, Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think... Well, anything... we had to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I don't think anything that was said was wrong or misguided. I, It was just sort of, I don't know, like, yeah, I know you guys want to do well. I know, I know you care. I know you want to fix shit. Like... Well, it. it is time for me to start showing up. Like, I went to one protest march. That's not enough. Right. I think I should... Um, I learned the name of my... Uh, not congressman. What do they call it? City council person? Oh, I found out who my councilman was. His name is Jimmy Van Bramer, right? Bramer, nice name. Yeah, so here in Queens. And I found that out because he was having, a, like, a town meeting to basically uh, let's talk about what we're going to do to help marginalized people feel safer now oh, awesome. now that Lex Luthor has been elected to the highest office <laughs> in the land. Unfortunately, I did not make that meeting. I did send him a direct tweet, and he answered me. He said, yes, stay tuned. We're going to have more. I should practice when I preach. I should probably start doing that kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. I think uh, something that's really simple uh, and easy for a lot of us to do, not easy for everyone to do, uh, is send money, uh, donate every month. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. You know, I've, I've got a couple of recurring donations that are just five bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to put a big dent in my wallet, but it's small amounts of money from a lot of people can make a lot of differences for, you know, the ACLU or trans lifeline, uh, you know, organizations that support sexual assault survivors. It's, there's a lot of places to send money, which, which can feel empty, but will actually do some tangible good. You're listening to Social Justice Warrior Sandwich. My name is Peter, a cisgendered straight white man owning up to his privilege and using it to spark conversations that I'm hoping will bring about real social change. Keep listening to this episode for more information on the organizations my guest Becca just mentioned and others like it. And now a message to listeners. Are you a man who lives on planet Earth? Do you sometimes feel lonely? Do you and the other Earth men you know find yourselves wishing you could share the planet with other intelligent, autonomous beings like ourselves with just as much to contribute to the welfare of our species? Well, now you can. Introducing women. Yes, women. They can walk, talk, think, do, and create all without your help. It's like magic. They even look like us. They have arms, legs, heads, eyes, and torsos. Even nipples just like you. The eyes are up here. Open your eyes and see for yourself, women, a whole other half of actual human beings. Warning, acceptance of women could lead to an acceptance of an entire spectrum of gender and sexuality. Can we can we talk about the Billy Bush incident for a second? Oh, the, the pussy grabbing thing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again... This was something that when it happened in a in a normal universe, his place in the polls should have plummeted through the basement in an ideal universe. This should have been something that made everybody go, what the 
fuck? This guy can't be president of the United States. So yep. when that happens as a woman, how the, how the fuck did you respond? Because I was livid. I was also livid, yeah. uh, considering how many times I've been sexually assaulted on the street or my friends have been... Assaulted you know, physically? Uh, yeah, someone tried to put Jesus. his hand up my skirt when I was walking down the street in Barcelona. It was scary. I was, it was, right. I was just walking on the sidewalk with my mom and this guy came out of nowhere and just tried to thrust his hand up my skirt. And, Jesus you know. Christ. Uh, yeah, I've been personally assaulted uh, a couple different times just on the sidewalk. I woke up at a party once to somebody I knew uh, feeling me up and kissing my face. I got out of there pretty quickly, but when I confronted him about it uh, via, via like texting later, he, his little response to me, his literal response was, come on, you know you wanted it. Oh, wonderful. But in that sense, I've actually been pretty lucky. Uh, I've mm. got a lot of friends who have been assaulted in much more serious and much more violent ways. I've got a friend right now who, uh, a couple different friends who, who've you know been dealt with uh, date rape and severe beatings and death threats. And uh, a friend of mine who, if it wasn't for her neighbors who saw her screaming and running out of her house barefoot, uh, would probably be dead right now. Um, something I think that's important to think about when we think about these things, and especially in the, the Billy Bush context, is that a lot of people, but especially a lot of men, know other men who have either violently assaulted women or were emotionally or verbally abusive to them, mm -hmm. uh, or did shit like grab them by the pussy. Uh, and, and men who watch this happen and don't say anything about it to those friends. Right. There's a, a very specific example that's happening uh, in my little friend group right now of somebody who's done this kind of thing more than once to different women. And people know about it, mm. but won't confront him. You know, his, his dude friends will still go out and hang out with him and will still go get lunch with him or go get drinks with him. And even though they know what he's been doing and how he's been treating people. And I, I think the Billy Bush incident is a really good example of the kind of free pass we give mm. to men who behave this way and who think about people this way. When they, there were some interviews with Trump supporters uh, when they, they brought up sort of, you know, what, what if, you know, are you married? Do you have children? What if, what if your son said this? What if your husband said this? And, right. you know, every time it was, well, he, he was raised better than that, or I wouldn't tolerate that so for my child. So then why is it okay but to I, vote for somebody for who would, right? Uh, because they don't think it's a big enough deal. They don't uh, think it's important enough to hold them accountable. They don't think that sexual assault and, and verbal abuse is enough of a problem to keep somebody out of the highest political office in our country. And that's really scary. These are the same people who would see this happen to somebody else and not step up and speak out about it. Right. And I agree with you with that. And I feel like, to me, this is just one on a giant pile of reasons why I'm going to have a really hard time accepting what has happened mm -hmm. with the incident, Yeah, me too. And I, I, it's, it's, really, it's really tough. A lot, you know, we're hearing a lot of sort of trying to see the other side and trying to you know, be friendly and understand. And it's really, really, really fucking hard. And I apologize that I shouldn't be cursing, but... Um, no, this is, you know, the FCC's got nothing to do with this fucking cocksucker, so... <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's tough. I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I don't know. And, and I'm a dude, so it's like, it obviously means something different to me to see it. But again, it's just like, I have two little nieces that 
they're going to be like 11 or 12 when this douchebag finally gets out of office. God willing. So it's like they're going to be coming of age in an America where that's okay. And I have a real problem with that. Yeah, me too. I have I have a niece as well. And I, I do want to just preface this by saying, uh, of course, we want to protect and take care of the women that we know and love, obviously. But it's also important to realize that, you know, women's rights matter not just because we all have nieces or sisters or mothers, but because women are people, right? They're not, they don't just exist in the context of how they relate or how they are related to men. Um, That was, which I don't think is what you were saying. Well, Uh, I don't think. No, no, I understand. You don't think that's what I was saying, but a lot of the Republican response was, well, we respect our wives and our sisters and our nieces and whatever. But I think the point you're trying to make is, no, respect other people that happen to be women. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's, and it's fine. And it, it obviously there's nothing wrong with, you know, being concerned for your own wife, sister, mother, niece, whatever. But yeah, the point, I mean... It was a nice try, but take a little bit further and say, you know, we stand up for women, not just yeah. somebody that happens to be our mom, right? <laughs> yeah, no human being deserves to be spoken of in this way or addressed in this manner. And and I, you know, nobody, no. <laughs> sex workers even, you know, I, I don't, even in sex work, there is a matter of consent, you know right, what I mean? Right. There, there is always the matter of consent. You don't just grab somebody by their private parts. <laughs> you just don't do that. And I'm sure that Trump has done that to people. And he thinks he's allowed to because women are, are, are so shocked and don't know how to react. He's a powerful man. He's always right. been a, a, a rich dude surrounded by money. And, and it's mean, scary to be in that situation. And, and you know, am I going to lose my job? Am I, if I'm a waitress serving, you know, drumpf at, a, at an event and he smacks my ass or kisses my neck, what am I supposed to do about that? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to respond and still be able to keep my job and support my family? You know what I mean? It's it's everybody who, yeah. who thinks, you know, oh, he can just do this because people let him because they want his money or whatever. It's it's a very reductive way of looking at this kind of situation. And it's offensive mm-hmm. and incorrect. Yeah. And I mean, people were being very dismissive and like giving excuses for that recording. But it's like, you know. When you hear what he says and how he says it, it's pretty obvious that he means it and he's not mm-hmm. just saying shit. Well, even if he was just bragging, there's a major problem with the fact that that kind of behavior is bragworthy. Right. And that he's getting clapped on the back and, you know, getting his hand shaken because he's so funny and he can talk this kind of mm-hmm. shit. You know, there's 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 a major attitude that allows that not just in our little social circles, but across the country yeah. that you can make these kinds of jokes or make these kinds of assumptions about women. And, you know, you get like, a oh, maybe not, but you don't, there, there really isn't a major pushback from a lot of people. And I, I, I think it's really important, especially for men to call out other men when they see this kind of behavior and say, you know, eh, that maybe, maybe don't make that joke. Maybe that's not that funny. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I see street harassment. I've seen it many, many times. The amount of times I have wanted to talk to the guy and didn't. Should I? Or should I? Maybe he's going to beat the hell out of me. I mean, I don't don't know what to do there. I've seen it happen, and I feel like going, dude, like, 
you do understand that they're frightened when you do that. Right. Right. Um, what do I it's, do? It's a really hard call. I'm not yeah. going to tell you to go out and confront every street harasser you see. And I'm certainly not going to tell any women to do that because of the violence component. You know, I mean, it really depends on the situation and the, and the safety of the person who's being harassed. You don't want to say something to a dude who's harassing a woman and then for him to turn around and be violent towards her as a result. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably some good articles out there. I, I recently saw somebody on how to react. Being, yeah. Yeah. I, I recently saw a woman being harassed. I mean, it was this guy who was trying to hit on her mm-hmm. and I think they were walking in the same direction on the street. So I sped up and I just walked real close behind them. Mm. And if he didn't leave her alone by a certain point, I think I might've tried to say something, but he then turned a corner in a different direction and, and she crossed the street that I was crossing. Um, what I think is tough about it, um, and I, I've seen something going around about sort of de-escalation when somebody is being harassed for other reasons, you know, for uh, you know, maybe if a Muslim person is being harassed by a racist on the train, how you could handle that. Um, and yeah. usually it's just by engaging the victim in a casual conversation and ignoring the abuser entirely. But it's oh, a lot okay. harder to do sort of if you're, you know, on a sidewalk because then that's the other thing um if i suddenly start to approach the woman and talk to her she might might be be threatened by me yeah yeah and that's why it's a really hard it's a really tough call and it it, i really don't know i don't know the right answer to it honestly Mm. um something to think about i guess it's frustrating uh, it's really tough yeah um and here we are talking about this because somebody that does this kind of thing was elected president of the united states I still, it's still. Yeah. Fucking hurts sometimes, I think. I'm sure it does. And now a word from our sponsor. We live in a shitty, evil, alternate universe where a douchebag was just elected president. But now, thanks to science, interdimensional travel is now safe, easy, and affordable. At Quantum Jerry's Discount Reality Jumping Emporium. At Quantum Jerry's, we can send you to live anywhere in the multiverse on a brand new alternate Earth where crazy shit like this doesn't happen. Come on down to Quantum Jerry's Discount Reality Jumping Emporium, where we've got access to every alternate reality you could ever dream of. You mean like a good universe, where his sexually predatory behavior actually destroys his chance of the presidency. Like it should have. We've got that. Wow. How about an alternate universe in which making fun of a handicapped person actually sank his campaign? Like it should have. We've got that. No way. Way. What about an alternate universe where Bernie Sanders got the Democratic nomination and trounced his ass? I suppose that's possible? Just come on down to Quantum Jerry's Discount Reality Jumping Emporium. That's Quantum Jerry's Discount Reality Jumping Emporium. Old Highway 9 in Newark across from the vacated strip mall. Not responsible for clashes with alternate versions of yourself. No return trips granted. One of the things I noticed during this whole debacle was that almost every time somebody tried to mention something astoundingly horrifying that Drumpf said or did, one of the immediate knee-jerk responses was, well, the Clintons did this and the Clintons did that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I think needs to be addressed is Bill Clinton's indiscretions. Absolutely. Um. 
And I, I did a little bit of research, and maybe I need to read up a little bit more. And I, I from my understanding, there's at least one incident in which uh, Bill Clinton was sued for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was, was it Jennifer Flowers or Paula Jones? Mm-hmm. In which she claimed that he took his penis out, right? Obviously, it was wrong for him to do that. Obviously, also, um, he was not running for president of the United States, when all mm. this, when Trump was saying these things and when all right. these things came out about Trump, that incident happened, I believe, in 1991. And then it came out in the middle of his first term, around 94 or something, right? Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is, yes, there's no way that, that that's good that he did that. Not cool, not good. It happened a long time ago, and we as Americans and as men should have learned our lesson by then, and we didn't. Yeah. Well, I think there's there's a major problem with Bill Clinton and that behavior. Yeah. Uh, you should be in jail, and that, honestly. And, um, that, and that may have been a factor in why people didn't vote for Hillary, and that's really a shame. Oh, it's absolutely a factor. They A lot of people yeah. hold her responsible. They say, what kind of woman could stay married to this kind of man, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I refuse to partake in that kind of conversation. I think Bill Clinton is his own person. Yeah. I think he should be held accountable yeah. for the terrible shit he's done to women over the years because it's mm-hmm. been way more than just one woman. Right. Uh, and even the Monica Lewinsky issue was a serious, serious violation of, of his power and the trust that was held in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And I, I do think he, he should be held accountable. I don't think Hillary Clinton should be held accountable for what no. her husband. But at the same <laughs> time, do you think like... And and again, let me do some more research and make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing. But all of his other sort of sexual indiscretions had to do with cheating, basically, right? And I'm not. Con- um, there was a. I think there were there were more than one instance where there was not consent. Yeah. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I I need to read it again. There's a, there's a couple of articles. And I, I could be wrong, so if you're going to cut this, if I'm wrong, but I believe he was accused of full-on rape. Um, I, I believe there was a woman who was maybe interviewing him that he invited to his hotel room and either raped her or tried to. Mm. Um, so again, this is this is one of the, the layers upon layers of complicated things about the incident this past election. Yeah. And yeah, I guess they do have a valid point when they bring up Bill. Um yeah, and you know what? Like his his administration did some great things, but it doesn't excuse no that behavior. I I don't. If I was a voting age when he was running for president, and that was known to me, yeah, I don't think I would have voted for him because yeah. he should probably be in jail. Um, right. I'm I'm not sure. I feel the same way about Hillary when everyone's saying she should be in jail for other things. I I don't I don't know if that's well. Lucky quite Dave as- and I talked about it, and basically. Becca knows Lucky Dave, my last guest, by the way, everybody. Uh, all the times she was investigated, they didn't come up with anything. So there really yeah. isn't anything for, for her to be in jail for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, she's lied about stuff. All politicians lie about things. Yeah. But they got nothing. Yep. And they tried. They tried and tried and tried. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not for want of serious investigation you know they they did everything they could to put her away and and find ways to demonize her and, and didn't so yeah i mean i guess bringing up bill clinton is somewhat valid it doesn't excuse drump's behavior though at all yeah i i think no. if you're going to demonize bill clinton for his behavior in that sense then you have to demonize drump as well right you've got to hold him 
to the same standards. Right. And if he's being held to those same standards and all these people think Bill Clinton should be in jail, then why shouldn't Trump be in jail? <laughs> you know? Is there really a rape charge against him? I think so. Because I, I, I was going to make look that because I was going to make this huge point about how there is a solid difference between harassment and assault. Not that either should yeah. be condoned. Yeah. But I do think on the one hand, it's like if somebody's if a woman is walking down the street and you say something to her, that's one crime mm-hmm. that should be punishable Absolutely. a certain way. It's another thing yeah. to walk up to somebody and grab them and kiss them. And I think that's a that's a more intense crime that deserves more punishment. Correct. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I also think something that is a hard conversation that, that has to be had is, is sort of the idea around consent. Um, yeah. And it's a tough conversation to have because most of the time we just want to outright say that obviously, and this is true, that rape is wrong. It's a crime. You should go to jail for it. You know, assault is wrong. It's a crime. You should go to jail for it. But a lot of people who've committed rape, especially date rape, don't think that they've done anything wrong. Mm. They don't think that it was wrong if she was sleeping. They don't think it was wrong if, if, if you know her. You know, mm. they, don't, they don't realize that if a woman is crying and sobbing during sex that they should stop. Oh, God. Uh, and that's a problem. And we, as a culture, tend to have this boys will be boys attitude about right. things. Uh, and so men are kind of raised with this idea that they can kind of do whatever they want to women because that's just what boys do. Right. You know, even from from the schoolyard, you know, a boy pushes you. Well, it's because he likes you. Mm. You know, that's not how you treat women who you like. That's that's not how a woman right. should expect to be treated by somebody who likes her. Uh, and I, I think a, a major problem with this is that th- this culture has grown and grown to the point where men refuse to be held accountable for these actions. Right. They, it's so deeply ingrained that they think when somebody says, no, you raped me, they, they think you're just uh, Make, overreacting. Right. <clears throat> or and, making it up, which is extremely rare. And so it, it's safe to say that, that this douchebag... Um, entering the White House kind of doubles down on that idea mm-hmm. and makes a lot of women out there feel worse than they felt before November 8th. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I, and it's, a, it's a major implication for what that means about our country. You know, it, it's something yeah. I think we've been hoping wasn't true for a long time, but clearly <laughs> toxic yeah. masculinity is affecting us on a much greater scale than we want to admit mm-hmm. uh, and it's not affecting just women it's affecting men too because men are going through the world thinking this is okay and doing terrible things yeah and i don't think i don't think anybody wants to be a rapist mm. most of the time but if 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 you're unwilling to examine your own behavior and examine your own attitudes then well you might be a rapist right <laughs> you know you you might you might have done something that you didn't even know was terrible because you couldn't be bothered paying attention to anything in the situation except yourself and your own feelings and your own want for power and control. Well, I'm going to sit here and stew on everything that you just said. <laughs> Cause it is upsetting. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, I can't, I mean, I know we already listed some of the reasons, but I still don't see how a woman can can watch that that video and and still want to vote for him. It's just weird. It, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, no, it's it's creepy. It's really creepy. Uh, but I I think a lot of the women who voted for him were the same kind of women who will make that boys will be boys excuse, and um, who will backstab other women to sort of yeah. look better for the men that 
Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're women who I think have been raised in a mm-hmm. sort of deeply patriarchal way and uh, are similarly sort of need to take a step back and, and really think about why they want to make these excuses for somebody who does these things, why they want to defend that kind of behavior mm-hmm. and why they think that kind of behavior isn't important. Right. I, f- I feel like of all the people that, that voted for him, I, at least I hope anyway, that a good number of them might just be people whose minds we can change. And now this message to listeners. Are you still unsure as to whether or not Hillary Clinton is a criminal? Don't you wish there was some way you could find out once and for all? Well, now you can. Introducing the Internet. Yes, the Internet. Read stories, get information, think critically, develop an informed opinion, all at the touch of a button with the Internet. Yes, the Internet. Making life easier ever since Al Gore never actually claimed to have invented it. Warning, the Internet may contain trolls. A good number of them might just be people whose minds we can change. We're not going to, obviously, we're not going to change the minds of everybody, not the really loud douchebags that were given the microphone during the whole right. campaign, but hopefully we can talk to some of these people and try to get them to see the error of their ways. But then, of course, like we said, the Bill Clinton thing adds a whole other layer of complication to this. This was the craziest freaking election. In the I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a layer we can we can use, though. If, if we're right. willing to actually condemn Bill Clinton, which we should be, Right. for his behavior towards women. Uh, and that's something that a lot of Hillary supporters refuse to do. Uh, and that's a major problem. Mm. If you refuse to acknowledge that Bill Clinton is a sexual predator mm. and should be treated as such, then now, oh, you're, you're, being, you're willfully ignoring a very important yeah. know, piece of information. You know, it's, it's, and, and they are, it, it's incredibly hypocritical to condemn Trump for this and not condemn Clinton for it. True. But... Here's, this is a thought that I had recently, so I'm going to put it to you and, and see what you think about it. And I could be wrong, but it's been a significant amount of time since we have heard about any sort of sexual indiscretion on Bill Clinton's part, right? Can we... Is is there something to be said for the possibility that in the last, like, 20 years or so that he has understood the error of his ways and is sort of atoning for that? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out entirely. Right. Um, I, I will say that I think an important difference between Clinton's sexual predatory problems and actions and Trump's is that Clinton had the good sense. Well, I don't know if it's good, but I think on some level it's clear that he knew what he did was wrong because he tried to hide it. Mm. So I, I think in some way he knew that there was a problem with his behavior, and that people wouldn't like that he was doing this, regardless of whether or not he thought it was okay. He knew that nobody else would want him to do it. So he tried to hide it. Trump, on the other hand, doesn't see any problem with it. Right. uh, And insists that he respects women while simultaneously calling them fat and a four out of 10. Yeah. Uh, So the fact that he is so bombastic and proud of himself for this kind of stuff and that he brags about it is troubling in another way, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what Bill Clinton's life is like these days. I'm not sure what his behavior is like. Maybe he's just too old and, you know, (laughs) doesn't have the same power he used to or something. So he can't sort of hold that over women's heads when he tries to abuse them. I don't know what, what is, but saying Hillary is, I would like to believe that he's gotten better and seen the error of his way. I would like to believe that he's atoned and is, is doing better, but who knows? But yeah, 
making Hillary seem weak because she's still with him. That's, I don't know how to swallow that. That's actually a pretty classic question. Uh, I, I don't know if Hillary herself has been abused in any way by Bill Clinton, but it's pretty common for somebody who's in an abusive relationship to deal with a lot of judgment for staying. Mm. And I'll be the first to admit that it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around sometimes. And I, I had a friend who was in an abusive relationship and trying to talk somebody into leaving before they're ready is incredibly difficult and honestly is not something you can expect to do. Right. So, you know, telling someone that you shouldn't stay with him because of these terrible things he's done is just naive and misguided. And I'm guilty of having tried to do that. Okay. Uh, so telling Hillary that she should have left Bill or that she should have stood up against him. I don't think we know what their home life is like. We don't no. know what their what their situation is. We don't know what kind of relationship they have. Maybe they're just together for the, you know, for the for the look to seem like a unified family. Maybe he's emotionally abusive towards her. Maybe he's, you know, maybe she's scared of him. Who knows? Uh, I don't think it's fair to judge. Oh, you I mean Really? That's the problem with this kind of stuff is that even people who seem uh, who seem nice and charismatic, especially those who seem charismatic, are often in the position where they can hurt their significant other and not not get found out or not and not and not get any pushback from either their partner or the people who are around right. them. Um, a lot of abuse goes on in private, and a lot of it's not physical, so it's hard to pinpoint when it's happening. I'm not saying outright that Bill Clinton is abusing Hillary Clinton. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm right. saying. It's unfair of us to try and judge their relationship without knowing what it's like. And I don't think it's on us Correct. to know what their relationship is like. I mean, and also I think especially because it's been like 20 some odd years since all of this happened, like 20 years of, of you know, conversation and, and, and everything else that that changes. I just feel like it, you know, like we've been saying, it is valid to bring up Bill Clinton's indiscretions. But they did happen a long time ago. We should have learned our lesson by now. It doesn't make what Drumpf said and did right. Right. Yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. And it, it, it is something we should have learned better about yeah. even before that. But we obviously haven't, apparently. What are some things that I can do as a, as a man to help this? So uh, first things first, I would say, I mean, we touched on this a little bit before, uh, but donating to organizations that support women and people of color and transgender individuals, uh, I think is incredibly important. Um, the ACLU is great. Uh, Planned Parenthood, obviously, could obviously. use a lot of support. And also, I think, uh, oh, Trans Lifeline, which I mentioned before, but I, I think is really valuable, and uh, the Trevor Project, um, which both do a lot of great work. Uh, helping trans and, and queer people. The Trevor Project. Who's Trevor? I think it's named after probably a, a suicide victim, but um, but they also run a uh, like people to call in if they're having mental health crises. I see. Um, but it's 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 geared specifically towards uh, the LGBT community. Good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those kinds of services are great, uh, and also. I think it's valuable to look into local uh, organizations, small organizations uh, in places that probably don't get as much support as you would think. You know, there, there's, you know, places like Alabama or Louisiana or, or places where, you know, it's the general mood of the state is uh, less supportive than it would be in, in here in New York, for example. 
So another great local organization that helps with victims of sexual trauma is an organization called STAR, which stands for Sexual Trauma Awareness and Response. Okay. Uh, and they're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they do a lot of great work with victims and survivors as well. Uh, and I think it's important to focus on some of those communities that don't get as much of a national stage. So yes, donate to Planned Parenthood, but also make sure to check out these other local organizations as well. Absolutely. Before we go, explain to me what an intersectional feminist is. <laughs> so an intersectional feminist, which is what I am, is somebody who believes that feminism should be equal for everyone. Uh, an example of what is not intersectional feminism is a lot of these suffragettes were incredibly racist and right. did not want black people voting, uh, including black women. And I'm not trying to say that suffragettes weren't important or didn't do a great thing, but what they really wanted was the vote for white women. That's a pretty glaring example of how feminism usually tends to serve white women. Mm. Uh, and it, when we talk about feminism, we need to understand that women of color face these same problems tenfold, right? Uh, mm. much more than, than white women do. And, and when white women participate in feminism and, and try and fight for equality, it's important to realize that we're not all on the same level here. You know, being a white woman grants you far more privilege and far more safety just as you move through the world than being a woman of color or being a trans woman or especially a trans woman of color. Trans women of color are, are murdered brutally in astounding numbers uh, all over the country. Uh, and it's terrifying. It's terrifying to be from what I understand, a trans woman living in this country, uh, and especially a trans woman of color, you don't you don't get that same sort of basic benefit of the doubt that you would if you were a, a cis white woman. Uh, so intersectional feminism tries to really, or at least I think it should, focus its efforts on trans women, women of color, uh, and anybody who is not granted the same privilege as a white woman is granted. Right. Um, but, also, but includes also includes white women. White, white women. women, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just that a lot of the rights that we're fighting for, white women tend to already have, mm. or a lot of the, the basic human consideration is what we tend to already have. Not in every way. Obviously, white women women are still treated like shit a lot of the time. But it's it's always going to be worse for somebody who is not white and not cis, misgendered. Thank you for being here, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Becca Brennan, an intersectional feminist and also a competitive pinball player with NYC's Pinball League on the team Danger, Danger. Thank you so much, Becca. It was wonderful to, uh, quote-unquote, see you and talk to you again. I hope to have you back uh, in the future. Awesome. Thanks so much, Peter. It was great. I'm glad to have participated. This has been Social Justice Warrior Sandwich. My name is Peter, a cisgendered straight white man, and I have been your host. For information on the organizations mentioned in this program, please see the comments below and our Twitter, at SJW Sandwich. Special thanks to Allison Reeder and Richard Lorry for the VO, and Zithum, who does our theme music. Check them out on SoundCloud, X-Y-T-H-M, Zithum. Thanks for listening. Catch you in a couple weeks with a new episode.